The gospel this morning is from the gospel of John, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Creator and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Holy gracious God, this day we celebrate the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ, who in the beginning was the Word who became flesh and lived among us. As you chose the lowly, the outcasts, and the poor to receive the greatest news the world has ever known, so may we worship in meekness of heart. May we also remember our brothers and sisters less fortunate than ourselves in this season of receiving and giving. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, not exactly the Christmas text you might have expected. Uh, this text from John is the same, Christmas Day after Christmas Day, just like on Christmas Eve, it's from Luke. It's a very different text to that of Christmas Eve when the focus on Luke is on the humble shepherds, two ordinary parents, a babe in a feeding trough, angels, star in the night. But why this particular reading from John on Christmas Day? I suggest to you it's because this reading from John captures the heart, the meaning, and the benefits of the Christmas story in a nutshell. Like the authors of Genesis, John too is talking about creation. God's new creation in Christ, the word of God made flesh. So this day we celebrate our Savior's birth and our birth as children of God, the keeping of God's promises. The Christmas confession of John's community in verse 14, hear it again. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory. And this extends beyond a baby being born and wrapped in cloths and laid in a manger. It is the belief that he existed before creation and he comes and lives among us now, this Christmas day. It is a message that God speaks to us now through the Son, who is exalted even among the angels. So how do we respond to this incredible gift, this crazy excess of love by our God? 
Will we believe this declaration of God's love for us and then live as though we are divinely loved and show it by all that we say and do? Today I would like to read you a story. It's kind of become a tradition here about how the gift of Christ is present in our world and life. How we might reflect and be a light in the darkness that cannot be overcome. So to do so, I'm going to move to this chair down here. Uh, and uh, I have a little book here. And if John and uh, Elizabeth would like to come and sit down close to me, then you can see the pictures better. Do you think you would like to? You can come just sit right here, John. Elizabeth, you going to come? No, you're going to stay there? OK, come here, John. That's great, oh boy, good for you. You want to sit right here? Yeah, oh, that's good, and I'll show you the pictures. All right, now this is called Eric's Christmas Gift Exchange, all right? I often think that children's stories have a lot to say to us in a very simple way um, that even many of us who find this difficult can understand. So this is Eric, and here we see chaos in the classroom. As a former teacher, I can identify with that. So here is Eric speaking. I jammed my wallet into my pocket and raced to grab a spot in line with Casper. It's noisy because everyone's so excited about the bus trip to the mall to buy presents for the class Christmas gift exchange. Whose name did you draw, Casper asked. Todd's. Casper gawks at me like I said, Darth Vader. Here we are for the rest of you here. But before he has a chance to say anything, and before I can say, I'm not too happy about it myself, Mrs. Burden walks up with Chuck. Eric, would you and Casper like to add Chuck to your group? We have an extra boy. Sure, we say. Next picture. Just after we board the bus, an idea explodes across my brain. There are three of us. There they are. See, one, two, three. And there were three wise men. They crossed the desert to take gifts to baby Jesus. We're crossing town to buy gifts. So let's be wise men. Sophia peeks over the top of our seat. Can I be Mary? We three kings say, sure, together. So here we are in the mad dash of shopping here. I can't imagine taking kids to the shopping center. By the time the bus pulls up to the mall, everyone has asked to be someone in the Christmas story. Everyone but Todd. I think maybe he should be King Herod, because Todd and Herod are both so mean, but I don't say it out loud. Before we pile off the bus, Mrs. Burden reminds us to stay in our groups for safety. So we three wise men march off together towards the toy store. Sophia Mary strolls into a department store with Laura the sheep and Riley Joseph heads to the electronics store with Buzz the shepherd. Okay. Here we all are. As soon as we get inside, Casper buys a unicorn-shaped bottle of bubbles for Laura so he'll have time to play the electronic games. I see angels, Maddie and Hannah, giggling over some enormous stuffed animals, and Chuck picks out a toy dinosaur, but I can't find anything. I don't want to give Todd a gift because he always makes fun of me. I wish I had drawn someone else's name. 
then I see it. Then I see it, the most awesome car ever invented. It's bigger than my hand and shimmers like a rainbow. It's fast, the perfect gift for me. I count my money twice. I have enough to buy the car, plus one dollar and a few pennies extra. I pay for the car and yell for the other two wise men to follow me. Okay. Then they're going into another store where everything costs one dollar. You been there? We speed to the dollar store across the mall where I grab an apple-sized rubber ball and hurl it against the floor, hard. It doesn't bounce very high, but that doesn't matter. Todd doesn't need a great present. Back in the bus. Back in the bus, we're all too excited to stay still. Sophia Mary hauls a baby doll up the stairs, but there isn't room to put it in the seat with her, so Mrs. Burden stores it at the back of the bus. That's when I get the best idea of the entire year. Hey, this is just like the Christmas story. I shout this because I'm really excited and the bus is loud. There wasn't room for the real Mary's baby either. Mrs. Burden, can we act out the Christmas story on the day of the gift exchange? Everyone cheers. Now they have to get ready. We spend the next week making costumes and wrapping gifts while we plan the play and talk about Jesus. I see Todd listening, and I'm sure he's planning to make trouble. I put the ball I bought him for him in a shoebox and wrap it and stick it under the tree anyway. I see another box about the same size with my name on it, and I tingle all over. Getting presents is the very best. Here we go. At lunch recess, Todd stays to talk to Mrs. Burden. I want to know what he's planning, so I hide outside the door and listen. Yes, Jesus loves you, Todd, Mrs. Burden is saying. He came to earth as a baby. That's why we celebrate Christmas. I feel awful. I don't wait to hear the rest. I run to the cafeteria praying, Jesus, please forgive me. Here we go. We're getting ready for the party now. After lunch, I shove my wise man costume toward Todd. Todd looks puzzled. Why? Who will you be? I'll be King Herod. Want to help me make a costume? Sure, Todd says. Just before the pageant, I unwrap Todd's present, shove the car into the shoebox, and cram the ball into my pocket. You know, so here they all are dressed in their little costumes. Takes you back, doesn't it? The lights dim, and Hannah the angel announces to Sophie Mary that Mary will have God's child. Riley Joseph leads Mary and Seth the donkey to Jerusalem. Mary is carrying baby Jesus in her arms, even though in the Bible he isn't born until after they reach the stable. They can't find a place to stay because the end is packed, so they find a teacher's desk barn, and Mary lays her doll in the manger. That's just the top of the desk because Seth forgot to bring the manger. Bunch of kids. Angels announce Jesus' birth to the shepherds, and they all rush in. 
The wise men see the star and ask me where they can find Jesus. I cross my arms and look bad because I mean old King Herod, but I feel happy because Todd's face is shining bright enough to be the star. I can tell he finally understands Jesus is the reason for Christmas. I think he even knows that Jesus loves him. Forgotten you guys over here. Afterwards, we open presents. When Todd sees the car, his face looks like someone dunked it in joy. My heart feels like it's whirling around in a bucket of happy bubbles. Now I understand that giving presents is even better than getting them. There's a huge surprise when I open my present. It's the same awesome car I gave Todd. And a note inside the package said, first I bought a ball for you at the dollar store. Later I decided to give you this card, Todd. We grin at each other. I think maybe we will be friends now. The end. Thank you, John, for coming up. You want to go back to your parents now? Thank you so much. Well, obviously, in that story, there's a lot of learning going on. Um, Eric finally has learned so much in this little story. Um, it emphasizes, and he remembers what Christmas is all about, and giving presents and better than getting them, which is a lesson we all had to learn, I think. And he's also found that someone you may think is not someone you like can be a friend. Because the Gospel of, God, of John can remind us that Christmas is more than all the pageantry of the nativity scene or the Christmas trees and the candlelight services. Christmas is a concrete demonstration of Jesus as a revelation of God's self that describes for us the kingdom of God that those children experienced at that moment, here but not yet. Life is it's meant to be lived. Like Eric, it is recognizing God in the ordinary moments of our lives, doing the mundane activities, and in the moments when we look into the eyes of whom the world considers unlovely at best, unworthy of notice at worst. The question is for us this day and for always whether we will believe the declaration of God's love for us and then live as though we are divinely loved. Hear this poem by Howard Thurman. When the song of the angel is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and the shepherds have found their way home, the work of Christmas has begun. Let us pray. God of all gifts, we thank you for the many ways you have blessed us this day. We ask your blessing on those we love who are not with us today. In our gratitude and love, we remember the stable in which you were born and pray for those who have no place to live. We remember your challenging message of caring and giving, and we pray for peace in families and nations throughout the world. Help us to radiate the light of Christ every day and every way in all that we do and say, knowing that then the work of Christmas does truly begin. Amen. Please stand for the hymn.